welcome to episode 233, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Hi, everybody. Hello. Ooh, I think my head, my earphones just went out. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Can you still hear me? No, I can't hear you. Oh, well, it doesn't really matter. Fuck them. <laughs> I'll be like, I don't need them. As long as you can hear me, I guess. You know, would you like to unplug me? <laughs> no. <laughs> right. um, so, uh, he, welcome to part two. Yes. It's the show that we do on Sunday nights. Here in AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, tune in. Just start talking about radio and those apps. And now I can hear you. All right. All right. Look back. See, throwing something across the room sometimes actually does work. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't work the first time, smack it around. <laughs> Maybe it'll work. <laughs> um, here in part two, we bring you video game reviews. Yes. Not one, but, but two. two. One's real quick. Real quick, if you blink, you might miss it. <laughs> the other one, though, is filled with laughter and creativity. Yeah. Now, because you get to hear how I play video, this, at least this particular video game, through Stacy's eyes. Yes. <laughs> and then we bring you the nerd news, which consists of stuff. Stuff. <laughs> and things. Prices of movie tickets. Or what would you pay for the ultimate movie experience? Yes. And then... Other stuff like Batman stuff. Do we talk about Batman stuff? No, we don't talk about Batman stuff. Yes, we, do. we do. We do. Uh, was I there? Where was I? I, I we talk Batgirl, Batman. That's right. We talk a little Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's right. Um, talk Oscars. Oscars. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Whole slew of things. That's right. A whole lot of things. That's right. But you know what? I'm going to bring a little extra something right now. Right now. Right now. Because this is, I think I want to inform the people. Because, you know, the biggest thing going to happen this week is Tuesday is going to be the release of Star Wars Rogue One. Right. I think that's going to be, like, huge. And you know, as in the past, when this a big movie like this comes out, where to buy it is always, like, the key. Like, you know, You're what... going to break my heart because I'm broke this week. So go ahead. <laughs> it's killing me, Ed. Well, on StarWars.com, they break out the retailers of who's oh. who's going to carry it and what whether what you're going to get for each one. And the three big names you would get is Target, Walmart, and, and Best, Best Buy. Buy. Yes. Okay. So here here we go, kids. Ready? Uh, Target exclusives: a five disc set includes a collectible packaging with interchangeable character covers and exclusive bonus content. Five discs. Okay. Five discs. All right. All right. You got the 3D Blu-ray, yes. the Blu-ray, the digital copy, and then two discs of bonus features. Well, you, you well, it says the, the Blu-ray 3D, uh-huh. two Blu-rays, a DVD, and DVD exclusive with two additional bonus features with the digital HD. That's just Target. That's just Target. So, okay. But then here's the thing is, I think it's going to be that chintzy cardboard copy like you know the interchangeable face thing mm-hmm. that you like, you know how you felt you kind of got ripped off when you bought episode well, the, 7 yeah the episode 7 one I bought it at Target and it because they had extra exclusive stuff and it wasn't on the DVDs itself or the Blu-ray itself right. you had to download a code online right. which I think is always a crock because right. it's like if it's not on the disc it's not really worth it I agree. you know because it's like eventually it comes out online and everybody gets to see it right. like all so it's stuff, not a big secret like anymore all the extra bonus stuff that was on that is probably on the the re-release of the 3D version of Episode 7. Okay. I'm just saying. So, right. Well, that was just a target. Do you have a visual of that? 
I yes, I do. But I was, just, uh, I, was just, I was just curious. Yes. All right, go ahead. So now we're going to go now to the. Let's see, I scroll down, but the Best Buy exclusive. Here we go, kids. It's a four disc set, exclusive steelbook packaging. <laughs> that comes with the Blu-ray 3D, two Blu-rays, the DVD, and the digital HD. And of course, just the steelbook packaging is the exclusive. Right. Now the Walmart can't be as good as Best Buy. No, it's not because it's only a, it's a three disc set oh, fuck <laughs> with exclusive KS K two SO packaging and two Galactic connections trading discs. That's what it says. And uh, okay, so it's two Blu Ray, a DVD, the digital HD. Of course, with the K2S thing and two galactic connecting trade, uh, trading cards. Yeah, trading cards. Yeah, yes. Know, these little things that Star Wars is doing. Yes. Like a trading disc. Yeah. Um, yes. From Tops. I have one at my house for whatever reason. I don't know how I stumbled across it, but it's like a Stormtrooper. It's, I think it came with episode eight, seven. Yeah. So right now, <laughs> Best Buy is the way to go. Fuck. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Am I am I gonna be duped again? Like I'm I'm like I'm like mm, I'm like all right. The Best Buy's got the steel dick, which you know it's like okay. I I, I kind of get the steel book. That steel book for episode seven's real pretty. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you know me, I like features. Right. You know I love the ex, you know thing. So I'm like if I get two additional bonus features, I'm gonna be screwed again. Where I'm gonna be getting a code. Where I have to. Well, it's five discs, so apparently it's on that disc. It's gotta be. It's gotta be, but. The problem is, is you don't know how long that disc is. It could be like two features that are like five minutes a piece. Any, <laughs> even if it's thirty seconds, if it gives me something extra, pretty to look at, it'll be like, and it'll probably be the golden one too. It's like this is how we brought Peter Cushing back from the dead. Right. Like fuck, yes. <laughs> like I just like oh. See, I mean, I can go. I can go over some of the features if you if you want to do. You got the Rogue Idea, Jen the Rebel, uh, uh, Cassian the Spy, Chaos Two. So it's giving you each it's character really, character's like, background. Hey, here's a little vignette of the character. Right. All right. Visions of Hope, the look of Rogue One. Filmers try the challenges in developing the new look and the. Within the world of the original trilogy, right? How to make things the princess cool. and the governor see how they took to bring back the Vargarate young princess in Star Wars: New Hope, as well as the memorable foes. Uh, back to the screen. This is this is though this is the stand like this like is what comes with it with any of the right. features basically of any of the ones. So you get to see the epilogue. The story continues. Filmmakers and cast uh, celebrate Rogue One's premiere and look forward to the future of Star Wars stories yet to be told. Right, well, because they're doing the Hans, young Han Solo movie, they're using the doing the Boba Fett movie. Right, and then Rogue Connections undercovering uncover Easter eggs and film facts hidden throughout the movie that connect Rogue One to the Star Wars universe. That'll probably be like a bonus feature track. Yes. Uh, <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Knew I should have pre-ordered. Damn you! <laughs> All right, well, maybe I'll get lucky. <laughs> I don't know. One of those things. I, I think if that's going to be the Best Buy exclusive, it'll probably be they'll probably double down on 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 it. Yeah, hopefully, at least until Friday next week. 
right. <laughs> there you go, kids. There you go. So now that Sean's going to, while you listen to episode two, Sean's going to go off into a corner and cry for a little bit. <laughs> and when we come back, I'll maybe be a little bit more spirits and we'll wrap up the show. All right. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right. So uh, we are a person shy just for the moment because uh, Stacey had to use the ladies' room. Yes. But in the meantime, um, I won't get into the video games just yet. I'll wait till she comes in. Okay. But today is uh, April 2nd. Yes. And the, the April 2nd to me has become the new April 1st. Yes. Because it's the yesterday being well, April 1st. Before you go any further, let me explain a little bit. Just that April 1st is usually what they consider April Fool's Day here in yes. the United States. I don't know I, if that's I, global or not. but It might be global. You know, but just to make sure. You know. Right. It's April Fool's where practical jokes happen or, or mainly for Facebook, fake news articles. Yes. Like one example would be um, someone asked me if it was true that – DC and Marvel are going to make a live action movie. And I was yeah. like, when was this posted? It's April 1st. Get your head out of your ass kind of thing. <laughs> but the problem is, is that with April 2nd, it's uh-huh. like it turns into this. Well, if uh, I wait a day and post it, it'll be just as funny. Or <laughs> it's like like a news article. When was that news article posted? It was posted on April 1st. And it's, guess what? It's not true. Yes. Like I saw one where it was um, they announced that, you know, Sylvester Stallone's in in the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and so is Michael Rosenbaum, the guy who I think is by far the best Lex Luthor of all time from yes. Smallville. It was also pretty funny as well. Well, apparently he's also in in Guardians of the Galaxy two as well in a predominant role. Mm-hmm. Apparently, well, yesterday someone posted that Sylvester Stallone is going to be Galactus, and Michael Rosenbaum is going to be Silver Surfer. <laughs> right? And I'm like. No, like, <laughs> come on, like, <laughs> you know. So uh, <clears throat> that being said, I was just like, uh, have you? We haven't gotten to the news yet, but have you had any like questionable news articles? No, no. Okay. I, 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 I made sure I make sure I get them before April first this week, right? Cause, you know, because just in case, you know. And I, I did like make sure because what I go to is I go to a site called cinemablend.com. dot right. com. They generally don't like you'll see news articles on facebook a lot of times and it's like some information it's like well that's interesting but is it true and cinema blend will take their time to publish that article right. because they research it make sure right. that it's legal so or legitimate because that way that way when i see it on cinema blend i know it's a good article so that's <laughs> like i said off air April 1st is the day where everyone scrutinizes any article they see on Facebook to see if it's legitimate. Yeah. If they could only apply that to every day of the year, maybe Facebook wouldn't have such crazy outrageous stuff on it. Because I've, I've done that. I've done that in the past where I saw like another news article and I'm like, oh, I got to grab that right away and then find out it's bullshit. And then usually, usually <laughs> poke at it and go, no, that's not true. Here's the snoops.com and why it's not true. And every once in a while, I'll see Rue McClanahan has died. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. And I'm like, she died like five years ago. Like, <laughs> so that person's been dead for quite some time. Like, yes. all you gotta do is just click the link because they're not just copy. It's just basically, sh- I'm sharing it right now. But if you hit the link and go, when was that date published? Oh, 1997. Yeah. Like, all you gotta do is one click, you would have known. Yeah. You know, and you could have just stopped perpetuating the lies. 
Just stop it. Just just one click. You know. That's it. <laughs> yep. All right, Stacey's uh, back. She's yeah. joined the program. And so I can talk about the games that I played this week. Yes. Um, first one off the bat is um, we'll go with Has Been Heroes. Okay. Okay. Played it. Now, this is a PS4 exclusive. A, no, no, it's not a PS4 exclusive. It's, it's a um, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Switch game. Okay. Basically, the, the plot of the game is you are a rogue hero yeah. who is joining up with two aging heroes. Like, they were they were huge at one point in time, mm. but then as, as heroes come and go, they've conquered everything. They've, yeah. They're heroes. Yeah. So what happens... Once you beat everybody, there's nobody left. So you just kind of have to, you're forced to retire. Right. Like, it's the only job that you actually, if you're good at it, you wind up becoming unemployed at it. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> the I, the story is, is that these, the king has request all the heroes from, from around the world to help with this one last mission. And out of all the heroes, there's two left. Like an aging wizard and an aging warrior. Mm-hmm. And they're quest is to take the king's twin daughters to school (laughs) all right right. and it's those school happens to be on the other side of the planet of course because you know that's it's the game right so you play like a young rogue kind of character who's like i've admired these people so i want to sneak in with them and do this journey with them right and it's a side-scrolling game, mm-hmm. um, and it has apparently like up to like three hundred items. Now those items are like spells and weapons and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the course of the game, you know, eventually, as anything happens, you die. Right. But with this game, is when you die, you have to start back at the beginning again. Mm-hmm. Then you figure, okay, well, maybe I'll retain all the knowledge that I've gotten from point A to point B. You don't. You actually have to, you have access to those spells and stuff, and you can call them up. You go, oh, I know how that one works. I can call that up. Mm-hmm. So you kind of sort of retain the stuff, but you also don't, because I guess it's designed to, you know, multiple replays if you want to get 100% of everything, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's it's side-scroller. It's very, I'm going to be honest, it looks like something I could download for free on an iPad. Okay. It visually it's not stunning at all. Um it's kind it's it's cartoony in a way but mm. that doesn't necessarily make it a bad game it mm. just it's if that appeals to you great the side scrolling part all right i have my issues with some side scrollers but then there's also like okay well you have to uh, it's like a, it's kind of turn based so you have to it's constantly like the game's constantly pausing yeah. so you have to unpause it and your characters are running across the screen and then hey look here's a bad guy so you have to hit the attack command and then the second attack command to like you're running. All right, here's the wind up and the pitch. Right. And then you have a cool down time before you can do it again. But during that time, your enemies also coming closer to you. So I don't know. So there's sometimes where I've missed the opportunity to kill them because, you know, Hey, cool down time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and then there's, it, they're all have their own lane. Like if it's the three of us, you'd say you're like a, you're line A, I'm line B, Stacy's line C. Okay. Well, after you make your attack, that lane somehow becomes open. So I could jump into your lane to attack that same character. If I want. Okay. You know, but then you and I would switch lanes, and then you and I are both in cooldown period, and Stacy would have to kind of, if she wanted to, 
jump in that lane again or attack the person that she's in front of. Right. It was, it's, I'm just, I'm playing this and it was, I was just like, I, this game is just totally not for me. Now this was a, it wasn't this a game step kind of exclusive or? It's the, the publisher is Game Trust. Um, I think it's a branch of games, GameStop. Okay. I think. Um, I'm not really 100% sure on that. Right. I, I do know. But I'm just like, it just wasn't for me. It's a $20 game. So, I mean, it's it's cheap. But like I said, $20, so why don't I just buy it from the, the PlayStation Store? Like, right. Why do I need a hard copy of this? Right. Where, and clearly, the style of it really does look like a game that I could just download for free on the app and as an app game. And if I wanted to do what they call uh, pay to win, like, hey, you pay $5 and it'll unlock this, you yeah. know, or here's for 99 cents, you can buy this spell or, you know, right. it just, it, it was just, it was a mess. At least to me it was. I was okay. just like, Ugh, I I don't, I want to say I spent five minutes on it. She would say. There's no way. It took him longer to watch like the story that was being told of like what you were you know, when you start a new game, there's always, like, the story that you have to watch, like, tells you, like, what's going on in the game. Mm-hmm. It took him longer to watch that than he actually spent playing the game. Okay. Like, I was playing Emoji Blitz on my phone because I had no interest in it at all, so I wasn't watching. And I played three rounds. There's 60 second rounds, okay? okay? I played three rounds of Emoji Blitz from the minute he started it to the point he was like, fuck this, I'm not playing it. And, like, I looked up and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even... I seen enough to like see the image, like the the title screen, mm-hmm. and that's when I was like, "Oh my god, it really does look like an app game." Like the 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 way the cartoons are drawn, the way it's set up, the whole, everything. It mm. looks like something you would download. And then I l- looked down to play the game on my phone, looked back up, and he was like, "I'm fucking done." I was like, "What? What happened? I didn't even get to see anything." That was like the fastest I've ever seen you quit a game. I mean, I, it's he hated it. I got I have it as a digital download code, so it's. It's, it's like herpes. It's always going to be there. It's like not even I can. It's, you know, it's. I'm never going to get rid of this game. I mean, I can delete it, Man. but it's still my PlayStation Q, so I can just de-download it again if I wanted to. If I wanted to, I haven't even taken the time, taken the time out of my day to even delete it from my PlayStation Four because it's it's not a big game as far as space wise, right? But it, it's herpes. I'm it's I'm stuck with it. <laughs> I can't even go, dude. I can't play here. You try it. I, right. I, I'm like, fuck. Like she might, maybe if she's really bored as fuck, maybe try it. Maybe not that one, but the next game you're gonna talk about, I might give it a little try. But definitely not has been here. The fact Sean can play some of the most ridiculous, stupid games that like nobody wants to play, <laughs> and he'll still give it a try. Right. And he'll play it for like a good amount of time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like give it a, a serious effort. Let me get past the first little part. Let me see what it's all about. Right. The fact that he quit in such a short amount of time, I'm not playing that shit. I'm definitely <laughs> not going to be able to play it then. She's not getting herpes. No. Keep that. I don't want it. I mean, I'm sure that there's it's it's a game for somebody out there. Uh, a child. A child might really, really like it. Like, I could see some of the school-age children that I was the daycare with mm-hmm. playing it on, um, like on a Switch because during like the summertime – we used to let them bring like their handheld games or their Vitas or, you know, whatever they had at the time. Right. I could see like a kid playing it and having like a real good time with it. Right. A child, but an adult who likes any kind of substance 
apparently there's like no substance to it at all. And the way that it's set up is stupid. And the way you play it is stupid from what I hear. You know what I mean? Because right. I've had to hear him talk about this a couple times now. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm not playing that shit. But if you have like an eight-year-old son, you know, right. who like you want him to play like a game that's kind of violent, but it's not Call of Duty violent, you know, he may really, really like it. A, a yeah, child maybe. child. Not like a teen. You know right. what I mean? Like if you're like... If you're like twelve and you're you already go to school and like your friends are like, oh my god, did you get the new Call of Duty Madden right. or whatever or, the case or may dude, be? Dude, man, I'm playing. Have you been playing GTA Five? Because that's still right. I can't tell you how many, like, how many parents come in mm-hmm. and buy Grand Theft Auto for their like ten and under kid. Yeah, and I'm like, are you sure that you want? Because I have to be. I can't, I'm not allowed to sell it. Like an eight-year-old kid can't walk in and go, yeah, can I get you TA5? Sure, kid, here you go. Right. Without knowing that there's going to be a repercussion because that kid can take the game home and as soon as mom sees him banging a hooker or at the strip joint. Snorting blow. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, fuck. Like, like, I have a parent, I had to explain because I've played Grand, I finished Grand Theft Auto Five. Like, yeah. you know, a parent came in and bought it and the kid's like, well, all I want to do is just drive the cars. And I'm like, uh, I'm like it's not the game for you. I'm kids. like I'm like ma'am you got to understand that within the first the moment you meet this guy Trevor he's banging a crack whore in his trailer mm-hmm. from behind. There's no way you can skip that. I mean maybe you can skip the cutscene but it's right there in front of your face. There's no way you can avoid that. Yeah. And mom's head swings around like where the fuck are you playing this game at? <laughs> yeah. And it's like but but and you can just see the kid just Fuck if I, if I ever get a chance, I'm hitting you with a baseball bat, dude. He hates like, you. Yeah. <laughs> he kid hates me. Like I get the biggest throw out of it because I'm like, you could see the kid just face just melt, yeah. and the parents be like, oh, like what the hell? But there's other parents who's like, yeah, it's okay. I can't. I, 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 you know, it's like their attitude about it is, oh, what are you gonna do? Like, be a fucking parent. Say no. Yeah. My old boss at the daycare actually went through that exact scenario. She knew that Sean worked for GameStop and that I dibbled and dabbled in gaming a little bit. Mm-hmm. She knows nothing. She's a hunter. Give her a gun. She can shoot it all day. Give her a controller. She has no fucking clue what to do. Right? right. Total, like, southern lady who, like, skinned a deer but couldn't work a joystick to save her life. So she actually came to me and asked me about the new Grand Theft Well, at the time, it was a new Grand Theft Auto. And she was like, you know, Hunter really wants it. He was, like, 12. You know what I mean? He's in, like, 8th grade, 7th grade. She's like, he really wants it, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? I'm like, I don't I don't think that you should buy that game for him at all, Nance. And she's like, well, why? And I'm like, well, there's drugs, there's sex, and there's, you know, drug, sex, rock and roll, blah, 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 blah. Not rock and roll, but you get the the, yeah. the thing. Right. And so she's like, no, I really think he's going to be okay. And I'm like, look, I'm, I'm telling you, I've played other Grand Theft Autos. They're kind of all the same with the amount of, like, mature content, and that's all them. You don't want to get him that. Well, then what can I get him? I'm like, I don't know, because I don't know what, like, 12-year-old boys like to play now. But not that. She ended up going home talking to her husband about it, and he was like, well, I think he's mature enough to know the difference between a game and real life. And that's possibly true. Okay. Yeah, sure. And they ended up buying for it. Now, he loved it, played the shit out of it, except later on she came to me after she, like, walked in and was like, dinner's ready, and she seen what he was playing, and she was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that it was really that bad. And I was like, why would I fucking lie to you? Right. What you asked me, I told you, you bought it anyways. That's not my fault. I told you not to fucking buy it. Now her son is a great kid, so yeah. 
very mature, knows better than to like he can separate video game from from real life. But there's a shit ton yeah. of kids that can't separate that. Right. They play Grand Theft Auto and all of a sudden they're like you know stealing cards and going joyriding because they seen it in Grand Theft Auto. No, like, I, I'm, don't buy that for your kid. I'm not. I'm not saying that if you buy it for your kid, it makes you a bad parent. No, it it doesn't at all. I mean, you only you know what your kid can handle, right? You know, and that's it. So don't let anybody steer you otherwise. But it's more, it's not like, well, I trust my kid. They know the right for It doesn't seem like most parents who buy it are kind of like, well, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he plays Call of Duty. I'm like, that ain't Call of Duty. I mean, it's just like Call of Duty is violent, violent yeah. blood. I get it. You know what? That's it. And if you're going to buy an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4, it, the games are geared towards that kind of adult mature mm-hmm. rating. Mm hmm. You know, like I always say, like if you want, if you have a kid and you're trying to buy a system, stay away from the Xbox One and PlayStation Four for now. Yeah, mm-hmm. wait till they get a little older, and then you know. But if they're going to be running around playing, you know, Grand Call of Duty, it's like all right, well, it's one thing. But when you get to Grand Theft Auto, it it crank it pushes that mature content. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like apparently the new Mass Effect game pushes it even further. Not as far as the language, but definitely there is like full frontal nudity. Apparently, like we talked about that on last show. Yeah, so. It's like, well, okay, me, if it's in the context of the story, it's almost not gratuitous. Like, the guy walks out and there's his dick swinging, like, hey, what's up? Where are we going next? It's one thing. Like, you know, yeah. but if it's, like, two people who are in a relationship, and I use that as an air quotes, it might be, like, oh, okay, well, it's a natural progression of the story. Yeah. It's not like, hey, you're not the Captain Kirk of Mass Effect where with bitches green, let me fuck her. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> I feel like if the game is rated M... You should probably not get it for your child. I, I agree. Period. Yeah. Whether you think that your child can handle it or being a teacher, those kids come to school and they talk about what they seen or what they played. They behave a certain way because of what they seen or played. And there's a lot of kids whose parents don't want to expose them to mm-hmm. that. I'm not saying that you should like baby your kids strictly based on, you know, what other people are going to think. That rating is there for a reason. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if it's rated M, Give your kid a couple years. Go buy a Has-Been Hero. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no. Now, the other game I played, yes. it, it's the um, being a part of the PlayStation Network. It's one of the free games this month. Okay. That's it's the, the Tearaway Unfolded. Okay. Now, that is definitely E for everybody. Definitely. <laughs> unless you're playing, unless I'm in the room. Then it becomes mature as fuck because I'm screaming at the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I swear it's got to be by the people who made um, Little Big Planet. Okay. Okay, because it's a very um, colorful. It's um, with paper. It was originally a PS Vita game. Okay. And there was a lot of swiping involved, just with your fingers mm. and stuff like that. And and this one uses the light from the joystick from the <laughs> okay. controller, and you kind of have to guide things around a lot. Okay. You know, the bad guys. And it's a beautiful game. It's very pretty, very colorful, very, like, and it's got, like, a a comical, like, narrative Mm -hmm. about it, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But it is about, like, fantasy. Like, you know, there's you, and then there's the you-you. Like, you know. (laughs) uh, There's the you and the you-you. There's you, the character that you're playing, and the character looks like an envelope. His head Uh looks like an envelope. His body looks like paper that is kind of, like, folded in a certain way. So, basically, the narrators of the game refer to you as in, like, the human playing the game. Right. You're the you. Like, you don't have a name. They call you the you. The you. You know? 
And then you, the human, gets to play this little envelope character. You know what I mean? If you're a girl, it's a girl envelope. You're a boy, you're a boy envelope. You want to switch it up? That's cool. I ain't got no problem with that. But initially, everyone's going to choose, like, whatever sex that they associate right. with. You know what right. I mean? Um, but the whole time... <laughs> Where you move the controller is where the light on the screen moves. Because it's very clearly like it was supposed to be a handheld game. Mm-hmm. Not like a controller to TV game. Right. So the whole time Sean's playing, it's like, shi- you, shine your light. Because he doesn't have a name. He's just you. Shine your light over there. Because it, it, there's like a tutorial that it teaches right. you how to use it. So he's like moving in his chair. You know how there's always those... Like when people play race car games and they go to turn, they actually like turn their the body, body the right, controller, yeah. which you don't have to do that at all. He does that, by the way. <laughs> That's how it was. He's like turn, he's like moving the controller, and the light's not moving on the screen, Ed. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you doing that? Aren't you supposed to be moving the light? He's like, I'm fucking trying. <laughs> so angry. I stopped. I watched him. I didn't play anything on my phone because it was so funny to me to watch him try to play this game. It was the funniest thing. I wish I should have fucking recorded it. I knew I should have recorded it. Next time, because I'll be honest, I'll play that game again. Yeah. Because it was actually quite enjoyable. Uh It was a little puzzly, like as far as like, how do I solve this problem? How do Mm -hmm. I, you know, with what I have around me? Because you're not, it's not, you don't have, I would say, like an inventory of gadgets. It's a lot of thinking like, okay, well, I need to get there. Here's this thing. If I shine a light on that, it makes this thing grow. So if I go over there, make it grow, it'll put me up higher so right. I can do like a jump. Okay. It's 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 a lot of puzzle solving. Okay. In in and it's it, I don't mean it is quite cute. It's adorable. Okay. You know, the characters are there. Um there's um, a bunch of secret stuff that I know I completely miss because I'm not I'm too busy trying to direct where my guy wants to go <laughs> than to start looking around for stuff. Right. Every once in a while, I, you know, like being a video gamer, I can go, oh, look, there's something over there. Maybe I should, it, I got a feeling something's there. Right. And usually it is. But there's also times where I was like, oh, I got to get over here and completely miss like all the glaring signs of going, dude, there's something here. There's something here. Like I actually had to go back to one of the worlds that I was on because um, in the game, you use the light to it's it's because it's made of the world's made of paper. Mm. You can actually see like the paper that you that you would see you read the news off of. If yeah. I was shining a light, it would turn into a color uh, of the color of the world. Like okay. it needed to be purple, it would change to purple, green for leaves, grass, whatever. Right. Basically, but, there's there's bad guys throughout the game that have. Ch- that because the whole world's paper mm. that have put over like the construction paper, they've put like news article paper. You know what I okay. mean? A couple times I thought it was like a menu for a restaurant. I'm like, let me see. I want to see what that says. Like, can you just not make that go away for a second? But when you shine your light on it, it makes it goes away and then everything grows and like the world progresses that okay. you're in. Um, so when he would shine the light, it would make it go away. I didn't know that that was, like, a big deal. I was like, hey, did you know when you shine the light, it makes that stuff go away? This was, like, before we ever knew what the stuff had to do with the game. And he's like, oh, good job, babe, noticing that. And, like, a few seconds later, it tells him that that's what it does. And we're like, pound it. (laughs) Because I noticed before, I just could see that that was happening. You know what I mean? But it was really, it was fun to watch because, like, if he would have been really into it and it wouldn't have been as frustrating, I don't know if it would have been as fun to watch. <laughs> but because he got so frustrated with it, it was hysterical. And- because I am trying to move, like, and a couple times you have to, it, it's because it's using the light from the, the controller, I had to move the controller, but sometimes the, I would say the, the, fuck, I can't think of the word. 
It's like it wasn't synced up right. Okay, yeah, good. It was that's a good word. It was like if I was moving to the left, it was not moving at all, or it was moving in a different direction. So you kind of had to had to realign it in a way. Recalibrate. Recalibrate. Thank yeah. you. But there I am sitting in my chair, kind of like moving my arms <laughs> to the left. I don't have to move my arms at all. All I got to do is just move the controller. Yeah. But if I'm moving to the left, I'm actually moving the entire controller over. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, you fuckers, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And it's just. I'm even laughing at myself because I know I look like an idiot playing this game. I know I do. And it's just like, oh, fuck, go, 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 go. You know, it's like, but it is quite, relaxing is not the word because I got so so angry. But it is quite. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm like, all right, you know what? As frustrated as I got, I feel like the more I play, the better I'll get at it. Mm. And it's more like a personal challenge for me like i'm gonna get this fucker because like i know that there's certain characters who are whitewashed uh-huh. and they when you shine a light on them they get full they get they their color comes back and they get back to life you almost say right i remember walking past a guy who was clearly needed to be you know on the on the thing you know lit up and i completely didn't <laughs> how funny it is, <laughs> i'm laughing because he's doing the motion and he's not explaining it so you see his hands he's like holding the troller's hands and he's flashing it up and down like i gotta shine this light on this guy but he's not explaining <laughs> it that way so it's like this is a visual aid that you're doing i gotta radio. shine the light on the guy to bring him back to life so i have to re go go back into that world and of course just like any other game it's like Oh, that world! This is what you missed. You missed. Uh, there's five of these, and you only got two. And it's like, hey, and there's a secret thing over here. It's it's almost a little like Lego, um, any Lego game where, hey, there's a red brick somewhere. You got to find it, right, right. or a gold brick. And you're like, oh, I got to go back in that world. Shit. You know, <laughs> now that I know the kind of the rules, maybe I might be able to do a little better this yeah. time. And but I, I constantly I move my arms around as if that controls where that light goes. It's not. It's the controller, but I, it's. It's so funny. What was so really, stupid. really funny is there's a part of the game that there's like a little paper squirrel who's supposed to be acting on some stage or whatever, uh-huh. but he doesn't have his crown. So you have to use like the touchpad that's in the center of a PlayStation controller mm. to draw a crown, right? Sean will admit he is not artistically uh, inclined. Not, not, in artist- not when you have a, a two inch <laughs> square to actually draw something on. Yeah. So and like, I got fat fingers. It's <laughs> like, draw the crown. So he starts it, and the line just goes completely off. And he's like, oh, fuck, that's not right. Restart, right? So he goes to draw the crown, and it's the weird. <laughs> it's like a three-year-old drew it. It's the stupidest, <laughs> ugliest little crown. So I made so much fun of him for it, because I do think I'm artistically inclined. So in my head, I could have done it better, right? right? Not to mention, tips of my fingers aren't as fat. So he's like, well, I'm going to redraw, redraw it. So then he drew it, and it kind of looked like Batman's cowl, you know? So okay. he started drawing I'm like, I see where you're going with that. And then it was like, you could change the color. It was yellow, and I really think he wanted it to be black, but he couldn't get the light to shine on the right color, so he just fucking <laughs> left it yellow. And then it's like, now draw the jewel on like to decorate the crown. He just put one big-ass jewel smack dab <laughs> in the middle of the fucking crown, Ed. It was so funny. And the squirrel, it like the crown like comes to life, and the little paper squirrel really puts the crown on. So the whole rest of the time that we're gonna see this squirrel in this game, and has this retarded little fucking clown, <laughs> little crown on his head. He took like a selfie with the squirrel. <laughs> because he's like, he's like, okay, I'll take a picture. Like you get, and again, because it's, I think being a, a translation from the Vita game, the Vita had a, had a camera and all that stuff, so yeah. you could actually take like your own personal photos with it and right. things like that. 
Like, if I had the PlayStation camera, I probably could still do the same thing. Right. But I'm just like, like you take a picture, like, hey, take a selfie of yourself, and you take a picture of your character, and then the squirrel pops his head out, like, eh. Like a like, photo bomb. Yeah, yeah, like a photo bomb. It's cute, and it's a little, and he does look a little special with that crown, so I'm not, <laughs> it, it, it really is horrible. But again, and Stacy being the artistic one between the two of us, she's like, I wonder if a stylist would work on that. I'm like, well, yeah, sure. And all it is is just a sensitive, a touch sensitive right. thing. So sure, it'll work. So she's like, well, I'm going to play it. I'm going to use a stylus. I'm like, well, he doesn't actually have a stylus, but I know how to make them yeah. like a like a DIY stylus. Uh, so when I play, I'm totally going to make a stylus for it, and I'm going to draw the crown. It's cheating, whatever. I might like draw it with my finger first, and I'm like, mm, that's not good enough. Where's my homemade stylus, and use that because if that'll work, I'm totally using. This. Because at least with the Vita game, you had like a, a five inch screen I think that, mm-hmm. so you can actually take bigger make maybe make it more detailed right. and I think it also had a stylus but when you're working with the just the controller from the PS4 all you got is that little touchpad yeah. and it really is like I'm like <laughs> like trying like I swear at some one point I think my tongue was out like <laughs> like a three year old and then so proud when I got it and like look he's wearing it yeah like I was like so big. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, It's I, like I said, it's the free game for the month. I'm like, yeah. fuck it, it's free. Download it. What's the worst can happen is it's way more entertaining than Has Been Heroes, which is a $20 game. So if you're a PlayStation Network guy, grab the Tearaway Unfolded because it, it really, especially for the limited resources that Sony has or even Xbox for kid-friendly games, yeah. That fits the f- mold perfectly. All right. Yeah. You know, so there you awesome. go. There you have it. I don't know what I'm, if I'm going to have a game. I might have a game review for next week. Maybe. As like I said, in Persona 5. I'm not sure. All right. But in the meantime, let's get to the news. All right. Let's start with a question of this nerd news. Uh, going to the theater experience. Like, do you guys enjoy that? Like, is that something you would like? Yeah, every week I go to the movies. You usually do for most part. Like, for the most part, I, yeah. my dad and I usually go to the movies. Every is weekend. it something like you know what? I always look forward to going to the movies, going to the theater, being like part of the group. Like, uh, I don't for know. the most part, or I mean, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I wouldn't say it's actually part of the group. It's it's the the theater experience, sitting there in the theater, watching on the big screen. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, now that we go to the Woodhaven, upgraded the seats to those single, like you know, the reclining seats. Right. It makes the theater more enjoyable. Okay. I, you still have to deal with people that you can't help unless you get lucky and go see a movie like in the middle of the afternoon. That like when we saw what fist fight, it was literally just really just her and I. Yeah, you know. So it's it, but the actual I always I'm like we're going to the movies. Yeah, it's like okay. I mean, if I was in New York, I'd probably be like, hey, we're going to Broadway. We're going to a play. This is as close as I'm going to get to it without you know. Without real interaction, I guess. <laughs> so I'm always up for. Well, I've been saying that's like, like, but, but the like, how how annoying are the people that like? It's really so... annoying sometimes. And and will it like would it go like you know like next week we won't go to the theater because of, like has it really ruined my experience? Yeah. Um, to go the next day, no, because I was I always kind of feel like it's the next ones could be better. Okay, but I mean there are moments where I'm in the theater going fuck I hate people, you know. I wish I could get my money back just because douchebag didn't turn off his phone. Right. You know. Okay. Well, the reason why I asked this question is because the first article is about uh, home watching the movie. If, if it was released the same day, like you seeing in your house, like would you pay like a little bit more money to watch a, like a, a first run experience? Like if you could see Ghost in the Shell in your house, 
you know, would and I, pay, pay a little bit more money, would you do it? Yes. Versus, I, okay, well, easy. she jumped on that. I would say it depends on how much. I'm glad you asked that question. Because <laughs> I'm always like, it's the idea of like, hey, look, it's it, let's say the average movie is 10 bucks. Yes. If they say, okay, well, for $20, you can see this movie today that's being released. Uh, there's a, always like, hey, I'm calling everybody I know, and that house is packed for like 50 people who want to see this movie that we're all seeing for 20 bucks. It's it's the old, like, you know. Yeah, it's all the old pay-per-view days. Right, it's the old pay-per-view would, days where yeah. everyone pitches in like two bucks, right. 10 bucks for this $100 thing, and yeah. you're like, yeah, make a party out of it. Right, exactly. So, Well, apparently Civic Science, which is a marketing research uh, firm in Pittsburgh, uh, asked 1,800 people their thoughts in watching a movie the same day it's released in their homes right. and how much they would pay for it. Now, they, they gave them price points to, to start off with, and, and the first one was $50. <sighs> okay? They said that, that for $50, that only uh, a percentage of... Uh, where was it? Oh, it six, uh, uh, 8%. Sorry, 8%, 8% would, would do that. Okay, eight, so 8% eight, would say 50 bucks, I'm in. Yes. They All would right. Do it. So the other 92 said no. Right. Okay, now they said if they did it for $25... That number's probably tripled. No, it's actually only 13%. Really? They said yes. <sighs> okay. Now, out of that 13%, they said that the 64% says that uh, it, it would be too expensive, but the, the idea of having uh, spending going to the theater with a group of people, you're kind of spending that with popcorn and so Right. The, the, and yeah, like if you were going to be doing the, hey, like the producer special where it's like you're paying $10 for the ticket – and then another ten dollars for the food. You're already at twenty bucks. Right. Mm-hmm. For an extra five dollars, you can actually sit on your ass and like cook a steak while you're watching mm-hmm. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that so they so think, but they go okay. These numbers are low, but the the idea of it is is like thirteen percent is thirty four million people. If you mm-hmm. if you do the right, if you, multiply, if you multiply and extrapolate the ratio. Exactly. Oh. oh. Somebody's ego just got too big. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody read. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so basically, there, 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 there is something to this, but it's just a survey as of right now. Like right, they're, that, they're testing the wars because I mean, let's let's face it, their theaters are having problems putting seats in it, asses in seats, and that could be that's the reason why you see a lot more three D movies because back when we were kids, a three D movie was. Few and far between. Yes. It was a gimmick. It was right. it was just like a hey, hey Jaws 3D. <laughs> Let's go see that. Right. Or I forget. There's a couple other 3D movies over the course of my teenage years that made it to theaters. Right, and it was always a 3D gag, more like you know, you right. would see something. They would put something like, out like right on your face, and yeah. then, you know, it was like a like a candlestick. They were looking for something, or, and the candlestick went out into the, in right. the audience. Or it's like, like someone's pulling a gun out, and it's right in your face. Yes, yeah. But then as TVs got bigger and better quality, more people were staying home, so they were like, okay, well, let's start making all these movies 3D. Like a week later, 3D televisions. Yes. It was like the movie industry is like, fuck, what do we got to do to get people's? How do we get people into theaters? Right. That's why they were like, okay, well, let's start doing the fancy seatings where it's reserved seats. So you're not looking for seats. That, well, like you know, like the Nishamini Mall, they're going to start doing those uh, in the IMAX experiences. They're going to have those special seatings, those those comfy. Uh, okay, uh, makes sense. You know yeah. why? Because, I mean, I like. I. 
Remember when the Chamonix introduced the the theater experience with yeah. the high back chairs? It was like, oh, he's going fancy today. Yeah. You know, it was like a fold down seat. It was had cup holders. You're like, oh my! The armrests went yeah, up. So you yeah, could yeah, take like, two you, seats if you wanted you, you to. You could snuggle with your girl, yeah. your guy, whatever. It was like, oh, fancy. Oh, I'm paying five dollars more. Lap of luxury. Yeah. La- you know, it was it was great, you know, and then they don't really upkeep those seats, so they get beat up or like, look, I spilled my drink on it. Ah, fuck it, they got somebody to take care of that. Yeah, you know, and then when Woodhaven and some other went with the whole, we're taking out these old seats and there's going to be less seating, but they're going to be big recliners. It'd be like sitting at home on a big screen TV. All right, you know, the experience, surround sound, ooh, the best quality picture, and all that yeah. kind of crap. You're like, all right. But still, now with 4K TVs, right. you know they're slowly dropping in price more and more. Mm-hmm. And the super, the 4K Blu-ray players, again, what's the incentive to put my ass in that theater? Right. You know, outside of the quote unquote experience of going to the movies. But for twenty five bucks, if I know for twenty five bucks, me, Stacy, and my dad can sit in my living room, order pizza from Castor. And have it delivered to us and be able to watch it at our luxury. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Especially like if I knew it'd be like Ghost in the Shell came out Friday. Mm-hmm. If I knew that today, instead of having to worry about two fucking times between eleven thirty AM or trying fu- to get to this to tr- the, the theater. Trying to get to the theater, trying to find your seats, getting tickets, not worrying if it's sold out. I, I'd be like, yo, fuck it, twenty five bucks, let's go for it. Yeah. You know, it's twenty five bucks for three people. Right. And we will probably spend, you know, at the pizza shop, maybe like another 20 bucks, but we would have done that anyway. Yep. You know, so it's like, I, I'm totally in. I would be 150 bucks. Yeah, that's, re- that's a reach. Yeah. 25, I'm in. I'm in 100% on that one. All right. You know, how about you, Ed? I mean, you, you asked my opinion. Why don't you answer it? Um, you know what? I, I think 25 is still too high of a price. Really? Yes. I, I am. I'm, I am. Like. Penny pincher. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just it's one of those type of things. It's like if I could keep it for a couple of days and like have people come over or whatever, that would be something like worthwhile. Like twenty five hours. Like yeah, okay, you know what? For twenty five hours, I'll watch it when it comes out. And tomorrow, Sean, I just got Ghost in the Shell. You haven't seen it yet? Come on over. We'll watch it. But didn't they try that for a while? Like per- certain pay per view events. Well, they well the, the a lot of what they what Comcast was trying to do was they were trying to do releases the same day for on demand. Okay, and it was it was a paid service, and it was like six bucks or eight right. bucks, I think, or something like that. And you could hold it for twenty four hours. Okay. Um, the only thing was is that none of the triple A titles would go. Yeah, we're in. Like, right. let's do this. It was always like a documentary or yeah. some kind of like low budget film that would like pass through that would get a little bit of uh, you know uh, a little bit of heat, right? A little bit of media, you know, commercialization right. for it. And then you would really hear much about it. And it's like, oh, it's on demand. Like, you know, and it's just, right. you kind of watch it. It's like, oh, I spent eight bucks, but it was worth it because now I can watch it tomorrow. Like, Dad and I would do that every once in a while. Instead of going to the movies, we'd, we'd see what was out on demand. It's like the $7 range. Yeah. And that's how I saw Horns, the Daniel Radcliffe movie. Yeah. You know, which we loved. It was eight bucks in high def. It was like maybe 12 bucks in high def. And it was like, all right, we ordered pizza and had a good time watching it. It was a good movie. It's not a movie I think I'd be rushing out to the theaters to pay, to pay exactly. for. Exactly. But like, let's say a movie like, let's go with Justice League. Let's say Justice League comes out and it's like, hey, Sean, for $25, you can sit in your home and watch it in the luxury. I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do that. So I can at least go, oh my God, it's a piece of crap. 
Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. So I'm not embarrassed as I'm walking into the theater going, yeah, I'm seeing this movie. Oh, wait. Power, Power Rangers? Okay, let's go. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, maybe I, 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 25 bucks seems reasonable. I, in today's market, I think it's, the problem is, I think that movie theaters don't want that because, again, it's going to close movie theaters down. And well, I, I mean, it, it's it, hard to, I would say it's hard to generate. Um, okay, let's say Ghost in the Shell has got a $120 million budget, I think uh, it was. Yeah. Let's go $120 million, All right. for argument's sake. Um, 110 it was. 110 okay, fine. $110 million. How, if you, if us three are, if I'm paying a one-time fee of 25 bucks, how does that money get divided? Like, it's, but if we all three go to the movies, it's 10 from me, 10 from you, 10 from her. Mm-hmm. You know? Question. Yes. And- I don't know nothing about how movie theaters work, so this is like just completely going to pull it out of the air, right? All right. What if Cinemark or AMC or some of like the big theaters could you could have like a subscription based thing, where like you could you could subscribe Ooh. through like um you know how like you're like a premier mem- right. member with AMC, right. right? You're gonna have to pay some money for it for a year. It's not going to be cheap by any means, right? But in that, you could be a member of this AMC thing. And then you could have, I mean, they're streaming on everything anyways. You know what I mean? So, like, right. there's a Netflix app on your TV. There's an AMC app on your TV. So, you're still paying these theaters to do this. You just happen to get to watch it at home. Well, see, the problem is is that with the with theaters, it's theaters is, um, let's say you own the theater mm-hmm. and you want Ghost in the Shell. You actually rent right. Ghost in the Shell and that you the majority of the money that you make for your theater comes from the concession stand. Right. No, I know that. Right. And the ticket sales. So it's, or not even from the ticket sales anymore. So it's kind of like if AMC did that and I pay in a hefty fee for it, let's say a hundred bucks a year. Right. You know, and I get, I get a choice of movies. Right. Like it's like a, some from column A, some from column B. Right. Like a, a la carte platter, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's still like AMC is still making the money from me, but how are they going to cut Paramount a check? Right from that, right. I think that that's where the problem would be. Right, and a lot, a lot of these movie, a lot of these movie companies now can make their own apps. I mean, like uh, uh, Epics is was a was a movie channel that that was out. Yeah. it's not, not really around anymore, but they have a lot of streaming services going around. Mm-hmm. And what there is, MGM bought them or mm-hmm. going is going to buy them. I think right. Warner acquire them, and they're going to show a lot of MGM movies through this. But it's going to be a streaming service that you have to pay for right. for right. their MGM movies, which is great. But the thing is, is that like. Epics, who was you know once like showed everything, is now just going to show MGM movies, right? And that and MGM owns them, so they're going to MGM's just going to make all that money. Where it. like AMC and and all those other theaters, they're not going to make a dime off of this because movie companies are just going to. It's like well, AMC can do it, but we can do it better because it's going to be right. our movie, or, or it'd be something like okay, Disney decides to get into that streaming service, so you're getting all Disney movies, you're getting all the Marvel movies, you're getting you know like the Star, Star Wars, Wars movies. movies. Yeah, like right away, yeah. those three, any Disney card, any Disney Pixar cartoon, any Star Wars movie, or any Marvel cinematic movie that that they own, never gets to the theaters or gets part. That's that's a huge market because yeah. I would say without them, you got a floundering business. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, sure, Warner Brothers can kind of be like might help toe the line for a little bit, right? Because people are gonna and Fox with the you know X Men movies and the Marvel. But you're gonna get like you have to get we have to get a lot of animated movies because family right. movies and cartoons are the biggest 
draws right. in any theater. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, Boss Baby is number one this week. Right. You know, that's, mm-hmm. and that's there's a reason for it because it's a family movie that everybody can see. Right. And that to them, that's their biggest, you know, moneymaker. So if, I don't know who made, who made, is it? Uh, DreamWorks, I think. DreamWorks made it. So you go, DreamWorks is like, well, we're just going to develop our own app. We're just going to, uh, you know, for any like Roku or any kind of right. streaming service, Fire TV or whatever. And then you can buy into that. And so then it, it'd be like they would completely cut out the MC theater. I wonder how many pa- how many people were parents that they asked on that. Because if I was a parent and I could choose not to have to take my child to the theater, you don't really know how kids are going to act at the theater sometimes. Sometimes they can sit really well for like yeah. two and a half hours and watch something. Mm. Sometimes it's not so well. And then I've actually seen parents have to leave and walk out early because they have an infant there with like their five-year-old. You know what I mean? And they're crying and it's just hectic. I guess that was just in Texas because here in Philly, they don't give a fuck. These kids are running around and they're, you know, loud. Well, no, I've seen seen parents. I've seen seen parents leave an R-rated movie because their kid's with them. And you just kind of go... It's fucking R-rated. Like, you saw. Yeah, I mean, I, cause I go with a yeah. lot of kids' movies. So, it's for me, it's just like, you just, they're just, like, they're, like, and that, like, I, like, we were going to see Boss Baby at 830, because I was like, I'd rather see it late at night. So yeah, that Boss Baby's a movie you want to see later at night. Because, because there'll be less kids, because hopefully they're, like, either home, sleeping, right. or. Right, two, three-year-olds, eight-year-olds shouldn't be out in the movie theater at 12 o'clock at night shouldn't. to see Boss Baby. Shouldn't. Right, shouldn't. <laughs> shouldn't. But the thing is, if you see it like in an afternoon, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, just, they're just all over the place, right. and you kind of have to go, okay, you know what? It is a kids' movie. Uh, this I is what I'm to, paying for. for it, right? I, I I know I'm getting involved in this, but there's there's points where you're just like, just control your kids just a little bit, because mm-hmm. now it's like it's I can't even hear the scream. All I just hear him yelling, yeah. right. running or, up and down the aisle, or talking, just kind of general talk. Why are they doing that? What's yes. this? And you're like, fuck! Someone just shoved some popcorn in that kid's mouth. Yeah, because you know? that's I I don't like those. Big, you guys like those cushy seats at those waving and all because, like, their families think they're at home. Like, yeah. I had that guy stretching his arm, like, like, like he was tired, and he was like stretching out. And I'm like, dude, I'm like right behind you, like, right. you know, like, put your arm down. Like, mm-hmm. I had to yell at a guy, you know, and like, and I'm like, this is not fun for me. Like, yeah. this, yeah. so anyway, all right, well, uh, let's move on. Yes, let's move on to Disney. Speaking of, okay. Disney. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. You know they're going to make a sequel? Uh, right, I know they're making a sequel. Okay. Well, you know what it's going to be about? It's going to be about the internet. All right. Apparently, you read, you, somebody's been reading. No, it <laughs> came out months ago. That was like they're going to take on Facebook and Google, Google and Snapchat. Um, I mean, granted, the idea is how that happens. Yeah. I don't know. That's going to be the fun part because it's taking arcade games and putting it into like an app world. I'm in. All right. I'm in. Okay. I'm sorry I, I destroyed that article for you. <laughs> like, that was months ago. All right. All right, let's talk about Batman. Okay. George Clooney, in particular. Okay. <laughs> Who I honestly feel he gets a bad rap for. He had nothing to work with. Nothing. It's the script. That, and, okay. Okay. All right. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'm willing to you're, give him. You're, you're kind of on the right track. I'm right? willing to give him another shot. Okay. I whether it be voice work or old man Wayne or something. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really knocking George Clooney as Batman. Right. And I, I don't think he was the worst Batman. Who do you think was the worst Batman? <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry, I put him <laughs> on the spot. I just kind of saw your brain go. <laughs> Like, how many Batmans were there? Which ones do I think was worse? 
<laughs> you know, each one, each one's different. Each <laughs> one has their own. <laughs> each one has their own flaws. To me, the only one I thought was kind of odd is an odd choice, and everybody liked him was Michael Keaton. I, at the time, he was an odd choice. I'm not going to lie, but he eventually... It's know, like, Mr. Mom's going to be back yeah, here. You know, like, right, but at then, there was no internet. So yeah. you kind of go, all right, it is what it is. But this is not this is really about who's the best Batman. <laughs> it's, they said that somebody asked... Bat, asked uh, George Clooney? George Clooney, has he seen the new Bat, Batman? Has he seen Ben Affleck portray Batman? And sure. Wayne? Now, George Clooney is notoriously known for saying he, he destroyed that series. Okay. He, he's come more times. He's like, he's apologized going, I killed that franchise. He, he didn't, doesn't go into that. He goes, I haven't seen it. Okay. All right. Because I feel like Batman has died with me. Right. See, <laughs> as you can imagine, you guys don't feel, feel the same way. I just let me point out that I wore rubber nipples and a giant, I wore giant, rubber suit with giant rubber nipples. And I still have a career. <laughs> see, He's a guy. That's why I love Clooney. He he can kind of go. I what do you want? Like <laughs> it, it tied with me. Like all right. Um, apparently there is. I don't know if you saw. I'm not sure it was an April Fool's article, but apparently Val Kilmer pitched an, a Batman idea to Michael Keaton that Michael Keaton actually liked. Really? Yeah, I don't know how accurate that is. Again, I saw it over the course of the last 24 hours, so I'm taking my. I'm throwing that out there going, I wonder if that was a real article or not. But I was like, maybe I should have read it. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Um, you know, the Oscars, of course, it was like a month ago. Yeah, do I ever. Oof. Excuse me. And the big debacle that happened. Right, the big yeah. fuck up of going, hey, it's La La Land. No, wait, it's Moonlight. Well, apparently they figure out a way to fix this problem going forward. Uh, tape the show? because <laughs> that way you can edit out all the boring shit apparently they're still going to go with that accounting firm Ooh, just not those two people <laughs> yes they've they've replaced, they've replaced those, those two, two people. yeah you two out <laughs> and apparently they that the, the the one one of the ones that did it was uh was the guy is the guy it was the guy because rick, rick rosas was one of the guys and right. he did it from uh, 2003 to 2013 yeah apparently this guy was like a uh what do you call it a star fucker he always from the, the from behind the scenes stuff it was that hey look it's me and so-and-so on his instagram hey yes. it's me and so-and-so and oh shit i gave the wrong envelope well no it wasn't him that gave the wrong envelope oh, it was her none oh it was <laughs> all right sorry <laughs> Pay attention. 2003 to 2013, babe. Follow along. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. It's 2017. Sorry. Okay. It's what? 2017. <laughs> I thought you said 2015. No. I said 2017. He said 15. When, when, uh, when you listen to the show, you, you looped that, and I expect a, a written apology. There's no way that we both heard you say 15, and we're both wrong. I said 17. All right. Whatever. The second time you said it's 17, but the first time you said it's 2015. Go. What's the article? <laughs> Well, basically, what they're what they're doing is, in fact, is they're bringing him back, and they haven't brought in a the uh, they haven't figured out the second person yet. They're still going through. I'll do a, it. A list of people to 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 do this, but the thing is, is that also the chairman and CEO Tim Ryan is also going to do an oversight, like an overseeing role in this. Can you say micromanagement? Yes. <laughs> and the fact that that the, their electronic devices. They have to turn them in before the Oscars start, so they're not allowed to oh, tweet or Instagram or. That's where I brought my burner phone, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> because oh, here's my cell phone. 
Now here's my extra phone. <laughs> or it's like, hold on, hold on, say cheese, click. <laughs> One of those wind-up cameras. <laughs> okay, cheese, click. <laughs> <laughs> or say cheese just wiggle back and forth give me a minute Kill Polaroid. <laughs> Polaroid. actually still make those I know that's weird go, or go really old school it's me and this bird and a, and a what do you call it a tablet <laughs> it's a living <laughs> <laughs> alright so so they're gonna so that's, micromanage that's, it the right, fuck out of it exactly it's like here's your cell phone Give me your firstborn. I'm going to hold him hostage because if you fuck up again, we kill the kid. Yes. You know, and I'm going to, because I'm on a higher pay scale, it makes me the most responsible person who's going to oversee it all because I'm your boss. Yes. It's, it's, whatever. How many, the show's been around for 80 some years now at this point? 90? Pretty much, yeah. You know, one fuck up. Uh, you know, I, I think you had a good run. <laughs> Let it go. You know, let it go. I'm saying, like, let bygones be bygones. Just take, be more careful with it. I, I agree with the cell phone thing, sure. But to have, like, it'd be like, okay, Stacy and I are the presenters, and we screw up, and now you got to come and go. I'm gonna watch both yous from now on. Yeah, there, there's, <laughs> there, is, there is going to be like kind of like the besides the micromanagers, there's Price Waterhouse Coopers is the the uh, right. accounting firm. I just saw the, the name right here. But apparently they're they're going to micromanage, as you say, but they're going to, every time they pull an envelope, they're going to make sure, and they're going to recreate the envelope so it's more predominant on what it's what they're, uh, what they're giving. Why not just color code it? Like, you got, okay. you're like, why not just make it nice and simple, simple, where you have the envelope and it's a red stamp for actress, a blue stamp for actor. You know, why like, not just write it on the envelope? I completely agree, too. Like, if it's the Best Actor Award, why not on the back of that envelope say Best, best actor. actor? And the moment that that gets <laughs> handed... simple to And me. the moment that gets read, the extra one, because apparently there's two, you take that extra, throw it on fire. Right, burn it. You know, just burn it. Or rip it in half. Yeah. Or, or get a pair of scissors and do like you do a credit card. Cut it in half. Go, all right, the actor or actress or the director who wins that award... They give them the envelope as a memento for winning the the award. Yeah. The second one, the backup one, cut in half. Yep. Just cut it in half, and that way you'll never have to worry about it. The moment that person walks out, you're already going, yeah, that's great. Snip. You know, it's... it's... The, 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 the thing to me was the fact is, is that they apparently are not in rehearsals for this when they do the rehearsing. Okay. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be something you'd be a part of? Well, I don't. If it's as simple as handing an envelope to a person, well, why? obviously they have to fucking yes. do it after La La Land. <laughs> I, like. I mean, look, I uh, as it's not a contingency plan. You figure all you got to do is hand the fucking envelope. How can you fuck that up? The mailman's been doing that for decades. They you know? fuck it up all the time. Right, but they're not getting paid. If they were in tuxedos, maybe they'd do a better job. You're right. You're you know? right. And you would think that common sense says that you shouldn't fuck that. Just hand the envelope, next envelope, next envelope. It's real I, simple, right? Except it did get fucked I, up. No, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing. You're right. It did get fucked up. But to I can understand why they're not there at the rehearsal process. Because for all these years, what's your job? i got to hand him the envelope. You don't really need to be there. I got... I'm sorry, I got other things I got to do. I got a meeting. I'm, this is Price Waterhouse. I'm an accountant. Yeah, but the thing. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The, the accountant really means squat, unless you're actually doing like I completely tag agree. stuff. 
But the, the idea, the fact is, is that wouldn't it be a good idea for you to be standing there and going, here's the envelope. I'm looking at it. So then you, you have that like muscle memory already for the second I time completely around. Agree. Yeah. I look, I mean, we're, we're Monday morning, morning quarterback and 80 some odd years of Oscars. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, all right, next time let's try not to fuck it up. People, you know, like just saying, or why not? If price Waterhouse is so big and such a big deal, everyone gets their own fucking envelope. Hey, Bob, what are you doing? Best actor. All right. Susie, what are you doing? Best actress. All right. Tom, what are you doing? Best director. Give everyone their own fucking envelope to do. So they're all part of it. Instead of just one guy going here, here, That's here, way too here. many bodies backstage. No, because after I give that envelope, I go back to the green room and eat. You know, like my job here, my job here is done. What time I got to be here? I got to be here like around nine o'clock as we're presented. All right. Here's your envelope. I'm going to be in the back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, all right. What else you got there in the news? Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon. Yes. Uh, all right. Can't say anything bad about Josh, can you? Uh, no, no, not at all. I mean, I, I, I think I know what the article is, so just lay it out there. You do? I think I do. Why don't you tell us? Batgirl? Yes. <laughs> like, it was kind of everywhere yes. for a little while. It's, it's, it's one that I you... just saw this the other day, so for well, me it was It's what new. I saw, too. Uh, apparently, that uh, they, uh, Warner Brothers is in talks with Josh Whedon to do the Batgirl movie. To write, direct, produce the movie. Okay. Which he has pretty much full control over this movie. I think this is a makeup for, hey, remember when you were going to do Wonder Woman and we fucked you? Here's Batgirl. <laughs> Why don't you do that for Batgirl? Plus, also, it's nice timing. It's 20th anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. You know, so let's do it. Here's the problem I find interesting. And this is where I did a little beyond the scenes research. Okay. People are bitching. About this decision. Really? Yes, because, again, you're giving a man to give the the reins to a female character. Right? And you see, you roll your eyes. Like, like people are making a big deal that that's a woman director okay. for right. Wonder Woman. Okay. Right? Okay. Now, a director's job is to basically steer steer traffic and to stick to the written page. Yes. To, you know, like, all right, you know what? That was good. Why don't you try it this way? Or... This is your motivation going into that. The people who, the, while there's a woman writing Wonder Woman, it's written by three guys. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, where is the, yay, woman director? Because she's going to know the character. She's going to know the character, didn't she? Shouldn't she also written it too? So she's still taking orders from a guy. See, here's my problem with this whole thing. Oh, uh, okay. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like Batgirl, this is brand new. Like, oh my God, they just created Batgirl. Right. It's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> They're going to create this whole character. All these women did it. It's going to be fucking awesome. There's what, 70 some years of Batgirl? Pretty right, much. Right. You know, I don't know how many years, maybe 60, maybe less. I don't sure, care. Sure, whatever. Whatever. But there's enough. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of years that Batgirl's been around. Yes. So the material's there. It's not like you're writing something fucking new. I completely agree. So it's Com- like... You can, but but I think with Joss being in charge of Batgirl, he would take the we call it the history of Batgirl, right, and be able to form bits and pieces from her career as Batgirl, mm-hmm. and be able to mold it into a cohesive story like he did with Avengers or maybe Age of Ultron. Like you know, he well, had a problem with Age of Ultron because they kind of micromanaged the shit out of him for that one. Yeah, but for the Avengers, I still think it's a good movie. Yes, you know, so it's like he's. Firefly, Buffy, 
You know, well, that's, that's the, okay. There, here's his the track record. I say is, his track record is is, is is tremendous. I mean, he he's pretty much brought Marvel into an into a whole new world of category of making so much money for Disney. Yeah, it's not even fun. You're right. You know, kind of thing. So you have that. So getting him back, girls, like, all right, you're giving him now DC. Finally, you're going to make a movie that's not going to be shit. That you're not giving into the hands of Zack Snyder, right? You, you know? know, and it's it's going to be an actual story that you're going to appreciate. Plus the fact that he wrote. He did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. A strong female lead. Not only a strong female lead, but I will say it is probably the best and first character, the first lesbian character in television history that came out naturally. Mm -hmm. Like Willow's character arc from being the nerdy girl hacker to the witch with Oz, you know, her boyfriend Oz, Mm -hmm. and then going into her relationship with Tara was so organic and so natural that you blinked and you were like, oh my God, Willow's a lesbian now. Mm -hmm. And no one cared. It wasn't a big deal. And I think that he he knows how to handle those situations, Mm -hmm. I think. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's a good choice. Yeah. No, I think it's a brilliant choice. You know, especially if DC's trying to do whatever they can to kind of write a teetering ship. Yes. You find people who are have had practice. Great success. Yeah, you know, success and practice and have have had a good track record. Mm-hmm. Like Zack Snyder will make a movie look pretty as fuck, gorgeous as far as stylization. Story-wise, eh, not so much. Right. You know, unless he's adapting it from an already existing property. Like, I still like Watchmen. Right. I, you know, I him actually... 300, I think, is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Sucker Punch has its faults. It's an, a somewhat of an original idea. Mm-hmm. And it's his. I enjoyed it. So do I. I it's it. visually great. Yeah. But he's kind of fallen into that one-trick pony kind of category. Right. It's all style, not a lot of substance. It's, you know what I want to see? I want to see this scene. I want to see this scene. Now let's make a story to link all that together. Yeah. Rather than... Hey, let's have a story. It wouldn't be great if during the course of this story, this happens. Yeah. And I think that that's where Joss excels at. He's like, this is my vision, and this is the beats that we're going to have. I remember this from Batgirl, this this career moment for her. I'm going to have this in here. Are And are they going to try to incorporate the killing joke aspect? That's the, of course, that was the, the big question. Of course, there's no word right, on which direction he's going to go with this. It's all chit chat at this point. Yes. Moment. Because we don't even know if he's going to do it. Like I said, they're in talks at this point, you know, and he could just turn it down. Right. You know, and I, and again, Warner Brothers can fuck him over again. I, what, the first thing Josh is going to be like, wait, you want me to do Batgirl? Is this going to be a repeat of Wonder Woman? Because if it is, fuck all he is. Yeah. This is the reason why you're in the predicament you're in right now. Yes. You know, yeah. All right. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. One last one, Ed. Well, speaking of. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, you who? Look at <laughs> look at him. It's almost like he had this plan. Next week, next Friday, Entertainment Weekly is going to have an issue that's dedicated to the 20th anniversary okay. of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's good. Slayer. So I can go pick that one up. So, uh, big question though, Sarah Magell. They were asked a lot of questions. You know, we're throwing it out there, there, right? They think, but one big question they asked Sarah Michelle Geller was, which vampire she preferred as a boyfriend? Okay, Angel or Spike? All right. I mean, it's a 50-50 shot. I'm going to say Spike. Was I wrong? (laughs) Yes. Really? Wow. (laughs) Well, you know what? She kind of... She kind of... She flip-flopped? Flip-flopped a little. uh, Yeah, she's like... She's just... People ask, I thought Buffy's ultimate was getting a lot of hate mail and death. But seriously, there was something beautiful to me about Buffy and Angel's story. So she liked that a little bit more comparatively. 
But she says, I think un- Spike understood a different part of Buffy, and I think she needed that un- that understanding and discovery, you know, going further into the series. Okay, so she All was right. like working on developing of the character, and Angel would be the teenage relationship. Yes. And Spike was the adult relationship where, you know what, Angel was always beautiful and, and, and soft. And mm-hmm. then, you know, of course, when he turns bad, it's like, it's it, it's a, a, a metaphor for your first real love as a teenager. Yes. And then as you get older, you always go back to that person. It's it's that somewhat abusive relationship. You, you keep circling that dream. Yes. And then it takes somebody like Spike who kind of goes, no, no, you're imperfect. I'm imperfect. Together, we're pretty good, and I accept you. And I don't think you're. I, I don't think you're being who. You, I think you're being fake. Mm-hmm. Why don't you be who you are? And then she kind of learns how to be that person through Spike. Mm-hmm. And Spike is like, "Look, I'm a shit person. So whatever you do is going to be nothing compared to what I've done in my past. Mm-hmm. But I still love you. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's more of a mature relationship." Where they kind of both realize that they're not the they're not prim and proper, yes, and it's okay to be that way. I think that that's it, it helps because while you had that, you did have the Tara and Willow relationship, which was a beautiful relationship on its own. Mm-hmm. Like they they cared about each other, they supported each other. It was really good. So when you know, spoiler, Tara got off the show. It was like a even I was like a <gasps> no. I was like flipping tables. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I love that show. Yes. You know, like, that's, why, that's why I have them all in the, the box set. Her, him and Angel. Her and Angel. Two of them. Side by side. Box sets. All right. Love that show. Love those shows. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I think it was an eye opener for Well, I mean, well, uh, Buffy being 20 years old at this point is... Just out of her range. She might have seen some Buffy. Um, I might have like watched an episode or two with my older sister, mm-hmm. who in I was twenty years old, ninety six was like fourteen. You know oh, I mean? it's prime example. I, you know, ninety six. I was twenty six. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you give me? I was like, ah, oh, this show's great. It's got everything I need. Um, so I mean, I'm I seen enough of it that when we were talking about the whole Batgirl thing, I was like, ooh, tell me who that, um, what's his name? Give me Josh. that. I was like, ooh, tell me who that is. Cause uh, horrible with names, right? Mm. You know, give me faces, not names. So he was like, oh, that's who did Buffy. And I'm like, why are they bitching? Clearly he can do a girl and like Willow. You know what I mean? Like I knew who these people were because the, Buffy was a really big deal. Whether you watched or not, you knew who the fuck Buffy the Vampire Slayer was. Right? Yeah. Period. I used, to, I used to hate Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> really? How come? Because we would have shows, and I think it was on a Friday night or Saturday night yeah. that the show would come on. And, like... Oh, Buffy was a Tuesday night show. Was it a Tuesday night show? Yeah, because uh, it was a Monday or Tuesday or, or, or Thursday. Think now, Wednesday was... or Thursday. It would never really fell on a Friday. Yeah, okay. It was... Okay, maybe it was a... We were doing Thursday shows then. Right, a guy in our band would always promise all these people would show up for our show to like you know to, to help us you know right. get us bigger and all kinds of stuff like that, and they wanted to hear us play and blah blah blah. And it's like, oh, it's Buffy night, so everybody's wa- rather go home and watch Buffy right. than hear us play. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck that bitch. 
But now that I've gotten older and, and enjoyed the show, I've, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely, uh, for the time, kind of groundbreaking. I mean, if without Buffy, you don't have, like, Vampire Diaries or Twilight, I think. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to take the good with the bad. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm waiting for a good example. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, like, you don't have those kind of, like, predominantly female leads carrying a movie. Yeah. Or a television show, like... Buffy kind of broke ground as far as you can have uh, a smart show with a female lead. And let's face it, out of the entire cast, Xander, Giles, Oz, and maybe Angel and Spike were pretty much, and Riley at the you know, point. Out of that, I mean, eight guys in, in, in over an entire seven-year run. Mm. You know, you, have, you introduce Faith, Kendra, you know, the other, the other Slayers, and mm. then... It brought, you know, made Felicia Day a star, you know, because mm-hmm. she was one of the, yeah. you know, Michelle Trachtenberg. It was very girl power-ish. Right. But it was also kind of a decent show. Like, you had the vampire aspect. You had the, the sassiness. Like, it was very of its time. Yeah. And, I mean, I still think the show holds up because every once in a while I'll, I'll watch an episode and be yeah. like, yay, I kind of want to start from the beginning again and go all through it. But as a DVD owner, it'd be like, Oh, this is the cross Angel and Buffy crossover episode, and that means I got to pull this disc out and put that disc in. Fuck! Like, <laughs> why can't they be smart and go? Here's all the crossover episodes on on this disc, and then do the same with the Angel set. Yeah, like it would just make life so much easier. But they were like, "Fuck no!" Get you to definitely buy to buy the other season. one. Yep. Um, I mean, at least Warner. I mean, at least CW has kind of gotten wise to that because whenever they had a, a Arrow's Flash crossover. They put those episodes on together yeah. on the Blu-ray. It's like, all right, I'm in. Just if I just hope that when Buffy and Angel get the a proper Blu-ray high def restoration process, that they'll do that. But I don't know. <laughs> anyway, all right, folks. I right, say so we call it a night. A night. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You've been listening to Geeksters Live here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget. Go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And that reminds me, I'm going to keep, uh, where else, and what else would you like to say, Ed? Well, if you want to catch the rebroadcast of the show, you can go to our website, wordswithgeeks.com, iTunes, or Google Play uh, Music, and you can find it there. Or you can go to the About sections either on our Facebook page or our wordswithgeeks.com and find all the other places you can download our podcast or, or uh, stream it. And you could take cues from people like Ian Ward, Jesse Johnson, Robbie Stewart, and Darren McCormick, who liked us in the past week. Nice. Thank so, you. Thank you. Spread the word. And, uh, you know, we'll, I guess we'll see you next week. Bye. Or, and we're back. Welcome back, everybody. All right. So, uh, Sefley <laughs> tried my eyes and blew my nose. and. <laughs> Well, it, it apparently brought a news article to try to distract me from my sadness. There you go. <laughs> what is that news article? Uh, well, you... Star Wars related. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Star no. Wars. No, 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 no. no we'll, we'll, we won't go with Star Wars. Uh, Netflix. They're yeah. doing a lot of original programming and some films and stuff. Yes. They're doing quite successful, I think, yes. at those things. Um, actually, they're going to do a animated feature. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's going to be called uh, America: The Motion Picture. And one of the leads that they got, Channing Tatum. Really? Yes. He's going to play a character, 
uh, a George Washington in an R <laughs> in an R rated revisionist of history tale about the f- founding of the country. He might. It's okay. You can laugh out loud. Stacy's in on this movie. She's belting out laughter. Yes. Because it's the same way I did. Like Tatum Channing is George Washington. I didn't think George Washington had those abs. (laughs) 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 You see him on the dance floor now, just grinding in in a wig, a powdered wig. I tell no lies. These abs are real. Yes. <laughs> wow. So it's going to be an R-rated animated film? Yes. It's right. about the founding of the country. So it's probably be close, but not. Uh, I'm in. Apparently later this month, I think, or they announced uh, Brad Pitt's going to be in a movie. I think it's like a, like a he's like a general. Mm-hmm. A, a Netflix original movie that's being played on Netflix. I'm like, fuck, you got Brad Pitt? Like, yeah. uh, I'll watch it. Sure, you know. <clears throat> looks interesting, I think. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm a Netflix subscriber, so sure, why not? It's about time. I mean, they're trying. I mean, I'm going to say with the success of Amazon mm-hmm. and Oscar, right? it now opens the door like how HBO kicked down the barriers for cable TV to win Emmys. Yeah. I think that Amazon kicked in the door for movies to go, like, look at the streaming service. But it's still a legitimate movie, you know. We, you know, it, they can do that, like throw that Brad Pitt movie into theaters for like one day, or like how they did for OJ, the OJ Simpson um, documentary. Documentary, yeah. It's like how thirteen hours, seven hours, I think. Seven it was. hours, yeah. But they threw it in the theaters for like a couple nights engagements, so sit and watch all seven hours, so it could be eligible for a documentary Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. And look what happened; it's it once. You know, that's from ESPN, I think. Yeah. You know, and then you have Moonlit, which was produced by Amazon. Now, granted, it didn't solely play on on Amazon Prime or anything like that. It was Mm. in theaters, but who's to say that Netflix doesn't produce stuff, you know, solely for Netflix, and the day that it comes out in theaters is the same day it hits Netflix. Kind of like what our news article was talking about earlier. Yes. Where it's like, hey, you know what? We're going to do a limited run, so if you... People who don't have Netflix can see it. For the people who do have Netflix, here's the movie or subscribe. There you go. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, way to suck your in. I mean, yeah. way to get you in. I mean, <laughs> so, uh, all right. I mean, what the, I'm sorry. What else did the article say? <laughs> it was uh, just uh, that the uh, the people that did the Lego, the, um, the Lego movie, uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord, are going to produce the film. Um, and uh, apparently the director is going to be Matt Thompson and Callan and Thompson will produce along with Floyd uh, Country's Adam Hello, Floyd Hello, Floyd is... Floyd Country's Adam Reed is okay. also going to be producer as well so there you go so, I, um, I mean I mean it's just the idea I mean I mean, uh, granted it's not going to be I mean it's going to be R rated but uh, I just can't see them doing like a, it's just George Washington would Tatum Channing's voice. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Really, not at some moment, George, an animated George Washington, ripped open says, you know, his revolutionary gear, and he's got six packs, and he's dancing and grinding on Betsy Ross as she's trying to sew the flag. 
<laughs> Actually, that'd be very <laughs> grabbing his wig and kind of doing the moves with the, like it's a hat and just kind of grinding up on her. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't tell a lot. These abs are fabulous. That's <laughs> 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 interesting. I'm, 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 I'll tune in. I'll, I'm tuning in. Yeah. I'm like, I'm already a subscriber. I'm already ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing it myself. So. All right. Well, uh, there you have it, folks. There you go. Thanks for listening. And uh, you've listened to your geeksters here in the podcast version. But if you do want to catch the show live, you can on Sunday nights starting around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just search Radio. No. Just search Aquanet Radio in those apps. Now, don't forget, if you enjoyed this fine program and would like to support the team, you can go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter to at Geeksters. Tell your friends about it. Yes. And in the meantime, if there's anything that you want to get our opinion on or have a comment on, you can contact Ed or myself at the following emails. You can contact Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. And we'll see you next week. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.